What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrero, and he, as I click him in, is Levin Black. What is up, Levin? Not the 49ers. <laughs> oh, God. It is just getting worse every game. The 49ers lose their fourth straight game, 30-18 to to the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, there are there's a million different places to go, and they're all bad. Unfortunately, it has just. I mean, it's 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 unraveling. Eleven. It is getting worse every game. The play calling is getting worse. The offensive execution is getting worse. The defense seemingly is getting worse. I don't know where to start. Where do you want to begin tonight? You start with I think who deserves a lion's share of the blame, and that's the head coach, Kyle Shanahan is coaching like somebody who should not be employed. And that's all there is to it. Like, I think he obviously is not going to be fired because he just got a six-year extension. And there's no reason to fire him in season. But if he coaches like he has coached this season, I would be in favor of firing him at the end of the year. Like, he should be fired if he continues coaching this way. Was he a good coach in the past? Yeah. Things change. Players get worse. Sometimes coaches get worse. Kyle Shanahan is not the coach he was last year, and he's certainly not the coach he was in 2019. You know, in 2017, 2018, he made miracles with crap quarterback play, and you saw the genius. In 2019, you still saw that, and he won 13 games because he had better-than-average quarterback play for the first time, and they were able to win. Last year, you didn't see too many of those miracles. You know, you saw a Nick Mullins that played his way off the team rather than in 2018 when he looked like somebody that people were theorizing the Niners could get a second round pick for. This year, it's regressed more than anybody could have ever predicted. But I don't think there are more than two coaches in the league that have coached worse than Kyle Shanahan this year. Matt Nagy and Urban Meyer are the only coaches doing oh, a worse job than Kyle. Yes, it is that bad. <laughs> It is that oh, bad. Man. It is Let's... a team full of players returning. Like, this is not a team having to learn. This isn't, oh, they brought in the wrong players and it didn't work. When you have this many players regressing and playing worse than they have in years past on the same team in the same schemes, there's only one place to go with that. And that is a coach who has lost the ear of the players. And I think that's where we're at. I don't there... think this, this locker room is fully behind Kyle. There's a lot of well, because you can't say Jimmy Garoppolo gives us the best chance to win, and then well, you you can't you can't double spend, Lance, but you anyway. can't you can't spend all off season trying to replace a quarterback two straight years, and then come into the season and say no, he's our guy when you traded three first round picks for somebody else who's on the roster. Right, and I, that is the root issue: is that the locker room is split. There's that's definitely part of it. I want to just stay to this game for a minute here because Lance was inactive tonight, so he couldn't have come in anyway. This is the thing that I just it just pisses me off. Like one team played this game like they had nothing to lose. Only one. And it wasn't the 49ers. It was the Colts again and again and again. Oh, the Colts got all their points except for the final touchdown 
because of PI penalties. The because Col- they were aggressive. Yes, they were not afraid. Kyle Shanahan has been coaching afraid. He's afraid to put Trey Lance in. He's afraid to throw the ball down the field. The Colts secondary was held together with scotch tape and glue. They're missing people left, right, and center. Xavier Rhodes can barely walk pregame, yet he's on the field. The 49ers don't challenge him deep. You don't find a way to get him matched up one-on-one deep and chuck the ball down the field. It's unreal. It is unreal. They are so scared. Kyle Shanahan is so scared. He is so living in his fear that he's not doing it. They're running screens. They're running checkdowns. The Colts are saying, thank you very much, dude. Like, unbelievable. I think he he doesn't like the go route. I don't I don't think he likes throwing the jump ball deep like we saw Wentz doing time and time again. Kyle doesn't like that, and you know I've I've ranted on it before, but I think it is a big part of it. I think it's ego. Kyle doesn't like it because nobody looks at the play calling and goes, "Wow, great play calling!" He threw a <laughs> jump ball deep and it right. worked. No, like it, it doesn't it, count any less, Kyle. Right, the quarterback and the wide receiver all always get the credit when that happens, but he will not have that play call he will not allow a jump ball thrown deep until they're uh, desperate late in the game and then it's too late look at this comment from randy ran watching on the niners nation facebook page by the way we appreciate your comments keep them coming and they are flying in right now randy says shanahan and i know you mistyped there would rather lose and have control versus getting a veteran quarterback like tom brady and getting showed out and win he is a scary coach now i don't know if i agree with all of that but i think ego is absolutely a part of this it it is it absolutely is because when you call a screen play levin what what is a screen right a screen can only work if number one you fool the defense and number two it is called at the right time and it is executed properly that is a play where if it works what do they say what a great call there by kyle shanahan like what a perfect timing on that screen pass like yeah I mean, you kind of heard Mike McDaniel say it earlier in the year when talking about Lance, how the coaching staff, he said, we as a staff, you're a product of your environment, he said, had to make an adjustment to realize, yes, Trey made this play out of structure, but it doesn't matter because we still gain the yards and we still get a first down. And I think that's part of it is that Kyle Shanahan cannot get out of his own way at this point. Yeah, and that's a problem. If it continues, he should be fired. That's all there is to it. I don't think there's any chance in hell he gets fired unless he goes off the rail and starts talking shit, you know, and press press conferences starts really pissing off players. You know, if you start having people like George Kittle uh, speaking up against Kyle because Kyle's just lost it in press conferences or something, that, that's a different scenario. Highly unlikely. But Kyle is coaching that way. And, you know, I tweeted it out. What did the Colts do on third and long all game long? They just threw it up for grabs because guess what? If it's intercepted, it's like a punt anyways. Yep. It's 30, 40 yards down the field. (laughs) What did the 49ers do on third and long? They called a screen play to the freaking running back. They literally dumped it down, called it quits, played a – Yeah, pack it in, quitting mentality, Mm -hmm. and players pick up on that. You don't think the players picked up on the end of the first half when the Niners got the ball with one minute left? Mm-hmm. And Kyle just said, screw it, we're going to halftime when the Niners don't even get the ball. Oh, we got a penalty. Can't can't do anything about it. We got a penalty. Yeah. That's it. Give up. Don't God forbid yeah. we might turn the ball over. Players pick up on that. That is a coach giving up. And when a coach is doing that, mm-hmm. he shouldn't be around anymore. It sends a message is. to the team. And right. here's the thing, Levin. 
The 49ers are so scared they might commit a turnover. Well, guess what? They committed four tonight, four turnovers. And I'm sorry, I don't want to hear about the weather, okay? Some of you guys are saying weather. Forget that. The weather didn't affect the Colts. The Colts were six for 14 on third down. That's almost 50%. You know what the 49ers were? One for 11. And the first one didn't come until the third quarter. It is hideously bad what the 49ers are doing on offense. Their offense is terrible. They had a great drive in the first quarter. Great drive. Kyle came out. He looked like he spent the entire two weeks figuring out how to fix the offense. They were running misdirection plays, counter plays. Elijah Mitchell was chewing up yards. They were bootlegging Garoppolo on play actions. He was rolling out. He was finding guys down the field. They were easy, designed throws, the Jimmy gimmies, and it was great. And then after that, they did nothing for the rest of the first half. And I knew, I knew, Levin, that this freaking game was over the second they didn't stick the ball in the end zone after the first Colts turnover. After that first fumble on their one play, the 49ers get the ball back, and they do diddly-poo, and they kick the field goal, and that was it. I knew it. I knew we were going to see another crap off. Nothing changed over the bye week, Levin. Nothing no. changed. So, you know what this game play calling wise reminded me of? Uh oh. It what? was Kyle reverting back to the criticisms that he had when he was hired. What was the one big criticism that he had? That he would want to pass too much and he would abandon the run game for his own, you know, faults. And that's exactly what he did. The run game dominated that first drive. They yeah. passed a couple times, but it was the run game that got it going, and it was the run game with misdirection. They even talked about it during the broadcast that you can see these misdirections and the Colts are diving towards the misdirection and yep. then having a running lane after. What did they do after that first drive? Uh, they tried passing on first down. They tried just running plain Jane vanilla runs up the gut. They tried running out of shotgun. They didn't try misdirections. Like this is Kyle being, there's no way other put it than being a moron. Something worked, but like and he decided to moron. never do it again. That's what I know. He is right now. We know he can be incredibly smart and be the best offensive mind in the game. But right now, yes, he is. He is coaching really, is, really dumb. He's football he is, stupid. Yes, he is. When look, I'm no savant. I'm no genius when it comes to football. I can sit on my couch and predict who is getting the ball more than 50% of the time. I've literally been sitting there doing that during games the last few weeks. And I can literally do it based on how they're lined up and based on the motion because it's predictable. He's doing the same things over and over and over and over. He might try to like do a slight adjustment, but if you've watched the team enough, which guess what? Opponents watch a lot of film. So they have, they watch. Oh, they do. Yeah. So they know like there was the Debo. um, It was the first Debo screen. The one that didn't work at all, and he got tackled for Which a loss. Which one was that? Yeah. <laughs> the one that he got tackled for a loss in the first half. Yeah. He literally went into motion. I, mean, I bet Debo's getting the ball on a screen. And then, this is the worst part to me, he got past Jimmy, and his last couple steps prior to the ball being hiked, he actually slowed down, turned his body halfway, and looked back at Jimmy. He telegraphed that he's getting the freaking ball. And that's on players, too. Like, players aren't without blame here. The players are not executing. And yes, I think when coaches lose a locker room and their instructions start falling on deaf ears, so to speak, yep. a lot of that is coaching, but it's also some on the players. You're professional. And Debo, 
I, in my opinion, you could say he had a hundred yard game. He had a horrendous game because he telegraphed the screen. Was a killer, right? He telegraphed that screen. That's his first mistake. But then he had the fumble, which was terrible. He yep. had a drop on a screen, once again terrible. And then that last, that well, it wasn't the last interception, but the interception with Debo that ended the game essentially. I saw a lot of people say that's on Jimmy. How can you throw that? Well, it wasn't a good pass. It was. It wasn't the best of passes. It literally hit Debo right in the hands. Didn't touch anybody else. Debo was open for a comeback. That is a safe, reliable first down. It is your defender. The cornerback was on his backside. When the cornerback is on your backside and there's a lane to pass it through, it doesn't matter how many defenders are close. If there's a lane and and the DB who's actually covering him is on the backside of the receiver, that means that comeback is going to be open. And Jimmy timed it right and got the ball there, and it went right through Debo's hands, right into the defenders. That is on Debo. Like, you can say Jimmy shouldn't have thrown it. I think that is people wanting to blame Jimmy. Like, Jimmy had a terrible game. Terrible. That play was not on Jimmy. That was Debo causing his second turnover. And then he also ruined two screen passes on top of it. He had a terrible game. What? And I tweeted it out. Why isn't he in the doghouse? Why you know can what? Debo cause turnovers, but Ayuk just doesn't show the grind and he can't be involved? Because in Debo's the only one doing anything, Leb. Look at the box score. Seven catches for Debo, 100 yards and a touchdown. No other wide receiver had more than one catch. Charlie right. Warner He's the had one two getting catches, the opportunities. And Hasty had three catches. Nobody else did anything. I'm not, I'm not saying target. I'm not saying this is a criticism to Kyle. I'm not saying Debo should be in the doghouse and not get the ball anymore. I am saying that maybe you should get the ball in your playmaker's hands as much as possible. And when you're only doing that for one player, the defense knows and can key on it. You need so, to get Ayuk involved, period. And the fact that Kyle is criticizing him both publicly. And behind closed doors to the announcers, he told right. Al and Collinsworth right. that he needs to show the grind. No, like, I'm sorry. I know we're live, but he can go f- off with that. Oh, all right. Easy with those. All right. Come on now. There could be children's watching. That, that's that's my one. He he can't. Like, that. that I, I do not agree with that mentality whatsoever. It's clearly not working, for one. So maybe you should change it up. And that's one of the keys to coaching is – treating players how they need to be treated because each player is individual. Some players respond to tough love. Some players don't. Ayuk is clearly not responding to what the Niners are doing, but they refuse to change their mentality. And they did the same stuff to other players in the past. Matt Burrito went from part of the offense to completely doghouse, never seen from again. Yep. Dante Pettis did the same thing, which by the way, Dante Pettis had a touchdown. Oh, like, dude, four so what? He sucks. He's like the eighth wide receiver on the Giants. Forget that. <laughs> uh, Bill Kling watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Shanahan needs to not be allowed to call. And I think he meant to write plays, yeah. which you know what is a fair question to be asked. And I'm fascinated to see what, Kyle... first of all, what the Ask hell it. was that challenge? He, yeah. The Colts go for it on fourth down. They get it by a lot. They fumble it. They lose some yardage, but they are clearly past the marker, which you could tell on a first watch of any replay. And Kyle Shanahan throws a challenge flag. What, right. what the hell? And, and there, you know there's... what? Like, it's not just on him because I'm sure he has people watching the replay, but like, what the hell's going on? And then he tries to get him to pick up the flag. Like they're unraveling Levin. Kyle is unraveling. Yeah. And the players are unraveling with the coach. The players will go as the coach goes. But I don't care what was being said in Kyle's headset there. Right. I don't care if the person upstairs said, hey, you need to challenge that. Kyle has his own set of eyes, and everybody could see that not only did the receiver catch it, but the Colts clearly recovered it. 
and the recovery was like three yards past the sticks anyway. So no matter what happens, it's a first down. Like I, there's no excuse there. Like even if somebody told Kyle challenge it, Kyle should be like, Hey, I'm not stupid. I have, I have, I have (laughs) eyes. Yeah. Like it's on Kyle. Like that, that is one of the dumbest challenges in the history of challenges. And there's no way of getting out of that. That might be the worst challenge in the history of challenges because there was no ability to win that period from the get go. Cause the Niners didn't even recover it. It wasn't like they got the ball on it and you know, then it got stripped away and it's a question of who recovered it. No, the Niners literally didn't even come close to recovering it. The refs were like, what are you challenging? You're challenging. Like, what are you challenging? You know, like, Oh man, the comments. I can't even read the comments. They're coming in so fast. Oh man. Oh, this is just mean, but I'm going to put it on the screen anyway. Aether break watching on the Niners nation YouTube page. Shannon has shown over the past few years. He has less mental fortitude than Jim Kelly in the Super Bowl. Something is clearly wrong with him. Dude, don't ever, don't ever question Jim Kelly's toughness. Okay. Just look at after his career. The poor guy's been going through so much with medically. Jim Kelly's one of the toughest dudes there ever was. Plus he was playing against some legendary cowboy teams in the Super Bowl, which, by the way, it pains me to say that because I hate giving compliments to the Cowboys. But let's let's not bag on Jim Kelly. But Kyle, during the game, looked shell-shocked to me. Yeah. They cut to the, they cut After to the first quarter, he, he looked shell-shocked. He Once was things a, start, started to unravel and weren't yeah. working. He looked, he was in the hoodie, and they just showed him, and he just was looking. He was looking like he could not believe what was happening which is stunning to me because all the rest of us are saying, I can't believe you're doing this again. Of course this is happening. Like we talked about it all week. The Niners are banging their heads against the wall with this offense again and again and again. And instead of looking around the corner to see if there might be a door there where they could just walk through the door, they don't even check. They don't even check. They keep Trey Lance off the field. Other weeks, obviously not this week. They keep Trey off the field. They don't throw the ball to Brandon Ayuk. They don't even look for alternatives. That's the stunning thing to me. And we have to watch it again and again and again. And they just keep losing. And now it's four straight. You can kiss the division goodbye. You can kiss the playoffs goodbye, Levin. This team is going nowhere fast. It's over. It's a matter of how bad the train wreck goes. Yep. How many players play their way off of this team? It's a put it this way: it's a matter of does the team need a rebuild, or are they able to retool in the offseason? Like that—that's the legitimate question now. Is this team got enough holes to oh, where it needs a rebuild, Christ. or not? Let Sorry, me guess. Levin, he, just, he's backing up Jimmy and saying Jimmy didn't play that bad. Kyle Shanahan on if Jimmy Garoppolo will start next Sunday at the Bears. Quote: I would guess so. I would guess so. You would guess so. What more do you have to see, Kyle? What more do you? I mean, my God, you traded three first-round picks to get this kid. Now you're doing everything you can to not play him. Like, what more do you have to it's, see? It's Jed York time. Jed you York have to needs see to step another in. Jimmy Garoppolo turnover. You need to have one more. What do you have tonight? Three. You need to see another interception. You need to see another three and out. Like, what the hell? What the hell? I, I'm sorry, man. Like, he's got to go. If he goes back to Jimmy Garoppolo, if, if Trey Lance is healthy, healthy, if yeah. Trey Lance is healthy and he doesn't start him, fire him. He's got to go. He has to go. He it's a Jed York. It. It's a Jed York situation now. This is a situation that if Trey Lance is healthy and Kyle won't play him, then it is time for the <laughs> owner to step in and say, play him or hit the road. 
like Matt Nagy got ordered with Justin Fields. I mean, like it, it, we've hit that that point <laughs> where Kyle can't get out of his own way, like you said earlier in the show. Kyle cannot get out of his own way and take his head out of his ass. This is unbelievable. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I'm scrolling and things things are coming in here, and I'm going off. I know that that sometimes contact is not always put in because the next tweet is Kyle Shanahan did not give Jimmy Garoppolo a ringing endorsement after his three turnover performance asked if Garoppolo will start. He said, I would guess so. We'll have to watch the tape and see if guys are healthy. All right. That's, that's kind of the same thing, Matt Barrows. That was weird. Um, uh, (laughs) I mean, like seriously, what, what are you, they call plays Levin. They call plays like they're terrified of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, aren't you, tired of calling plays around your quarterback's deficiencies and maybe start calling plays to his strengths. I think you can make the argument if Trey Lance is the quarterback tonight, they win because yeah, Lance would have just run the damn ball. Right. A scrambling quarterback is deadly in a rain type game like this. Um, but this, this is the point that I don't get. This is the hypocrisy that didn't dawn on me until we, we had already recorded the gold standard earlier this week. You know, Jimmy or not, sorry, not Jimmy. Kyle said that you don't really change the offense based on the quarterback. The offense is the offense. You just might, you know, have a little more unscripted. You know, he was talking about Trey Lance and whether or not the, the offense would be drastically different when they go to Trey Lance with instead of Jimmy. Well, then why are you placating to Jimmy's deficiencies like you just said? Why, why are they not calling the deep pass? That is him adjusting the offense for a player's deficiencies. Why wouldn't he adjust the offense for a player's strengths? Like it's, it's hypocrisy. It really is. He's being a hypocrite. He is double talking is what he's doing. And the media won't call him on it. He's saying one thing to make himself look good and then doing something else on the other hand and not wanting to take any blame for it. Like it's just BS. Kyle Shanahan on the scrutiny he's received during the 49ers skid. We've lost four in a row and I'm the head coach of this team. I expect it and I deserve it. That's the first time I've ever seen him criticize himself. That is the first and only time. I mean, like, here is this. Uh, Asked if he wished Elijah Mitchell got more action after such a good first series. Shanahan said, when you go three and out, that's going to, there's going to be a lot you wish you did more. We couldn't make big plays on first or second down, but got to move the chains on third down and we didn't do that. He acts like these things happen to him, that he has no part yeah. in that when they fail. It's like, no, you called some shitty plays, Kyle. That's why you didn't do anything with the ball. You didn't challenge the Colts again. I mean, like, how many times can you keep making the mistakes? And I realize that sometimes, like, he does call a shot play and Brandon Ayuk gets open and Jimmy doesn't throw him the ball. And that's not on Kyle. But, like, come on, man. Just call four all goes and do not give Jimmy Garoppolo any other option to throw the ball. Like there is stuff you can do. This team is a mess. Everybody was right about the 49ers and everybody was laughing at me before the season started that I do the SB Nation NFL show with. Everybody was laughing at me because I was saying this team can make the Super Bowl. If Kyle plays Lance, this team can make a deep run. And everybody was laughing at me like you're an idiot. And you know what? They were all right. They were all Right, Levin. Kyle Shanahan looks like he's a good coordinator and a crappy head coach. The quarterback situation is is an absolute dumpster fire that this team has mismanaged from the second they made the trade up to number three. The offense is broken. The defensive secondary is an absolute joke. They don't do anything. They don't do anything. The ball gets thrown deep. They turn. They face the wide receiver, which guarantees they're going to get a flag thrown on them, and they just grab. 
That's all they do good. Grab, grab, grab. Everything on this team is broken right now. And that's without talking about one of the worst drafts to this point. Everybody's actually active like, tonight. It was a like, miracle. We'll see. Time will tell. It's obviously way too early to pass judgment on the draft, but the early returns no, it's are this is one of the worst drafts in the team's history. Because so far, there's been what? <laughs> Elijah Mitchell is, is a positive. Lenore was a positive, but the coaching staff won't play him. Inactive tonight. Yeah. Which but good is, thing we had Josh Norman there, the human defensive pass interference penalty. I mean, God, he gets well, beat constantly. Do you know what he was doing? Like, I, I was tweeting it every time because I started watching him after I noticed it <laughs> on the first one. He literally, every single time they play action, he would completely abandon his person to try to run up and get into the pile. Guess what? You're a corner back. You're probably not going to get there in time to make the tackle all the way from the outside. <laughs> you have Josh a much Norman. bigger... You have a much bigger responsibility and is to make damn sure your guy gets covered. But he kept abandoning his guy. There was a touchdown off of that, and there were four or five other catches where Josh Norman literally bit on a play action and crashed inside like he was some kind of linebacker, probably because he thought he could get another punch out, which, yeah, he might be good at punching the ball out, but he's a terrible cornerback. Like, he you're sucks. really good at this one play every game, but you're really, really bad at all these other plays. Like, he should not be playing, Agreed. period. He Over. should be the backup, the guy that comes in if there's an injury. Lenore should be getting run to see what he has because he looked Every really good second. in those first first two games. The fact that he's inactive is inexcusable to me. Like D'Amico Ryans, I don't care if it's Kyle Shanahan ordering that, which that would be really weird if Kyle Shanahan was ordering what defensive player is an in, inactive instead of D'Amico Ryans. I, I just don't get it. Like I do not get why Lenore is an inactive when he played so well early in the season. How about, oh, God, Levin, I'm sorry. I don't mean to to be jumping around here, but I'm trying to react oh. to, to comments and quotes. It's going to be one of those games because there's so many different topics. More Shanahan. Quote, I've, well, actually, I don't want to say quote because I don't see quotes in this tweet, but I'm assuming that this is a quote from Cam Inman. I've got a whole team to worry about, not just thinking about the quarterback situation right now. We had two quarterbacks who were hurting this week. Jimmy was able to come back. We'll see if Trey can cut back. Kyle, the rest of the team doesn't matter. Like, I, I guess you just don't understand this. The rest of the team doesn't freaking matter. The quarterback is the only thing that matters. It's the most important position in all of freaking sports, Kyle. That's it. And you can't even get that right. Like, if you get the quarterback decision right, it doesn't matter which third wide receiver plays. It doesn't matter. Like, God, does he just not get this? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Kyle, the quarterback situation is the only thing that matters. I'm amazed that this it's like the team in the offseason was run by somebody else. It's like somebody else did all the moves in the offseason and did all the press conferences. And now they, they, there was like a aliens and pod people came down and took Lynch and Shanahan away. And they've replaced them with these two idiots who don't know what the hell they're doing. I think it's time to get some answers onto who makes the final decisions for real. Because it's always been believed, Kyle, but I don't think it ever oh, got Kyle. 100% confirmed. I'm talking about draft here. Yeah, no, it's Kyle. They need to Lynch they need to find anything. out. They need to find out did Lynch make the call on drafting Banks? Was Lynch the one wanting Banks or was it Kyle? Did Kyle cuz to me if it's an offensive player it's almost definitely Kyle cuz Kyle's going to yeah. have have what he wants and thinks fits his scheme. So if the offensive players that got drafted aren't contributing then 
we should be talking about that and how Kyle shouldn't have any say so whatsoever when it comes to the draft anymore because he can't even pick the right players for his own system. But if it's Lynch pushing for these, then obviously Lynch is going to be the scapegoat. And I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. And I think it's kind mm. of BS that Lynch gets no final say from what, what has widely been reported. Lynch has no final say. Every final say or every every uh decision on the roster kyle has to okay basically like lynch can't just go hey i'm cutting this guy and if kyle says no he cuts him anyway right kyle decides who is cut anything kyle who decides ultimately who's drafted kyle decides who starts plays all of that it's all on kyle but if the season continues with the way it's going which it certainly looks like that way because there's no signs of improvement (laughs) lynch will be the scapegoat because they have somebody like peters who can step right in they'll try to change the culture by getting rid of Lynch, even though it's not on Lynch, it's on Kyle. So we questioned the challenge flag earlier. got an answer for you on that. Uh, the 49ers headsets were out when Shanahan threw the challenge flag. He said the refs were going to let him pick it up because of the technical issues, but the league stepped in and forced it to go through, which they should, by the That's way. The Once rule, you yes. throw, Kyle, don't blame anybody else, man. You said it, Levin. You have so it's 100% on him. Like, don't 100% his decision. Right. That's, that's, that's hideous. It's I mean, one, 100% he couldn't see somebody was a full three yards past <laughs> the sticks. So uh, I always ask for your three words to describe this loss. Uh, so those comments are coming in. Just start Lance from Daniel Mayer. He tweeted us. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's what the rest of the season is about. That is what the rest of this season is about. Just play Lance. That's it. Nothing else matters. You're not making the playoffs. You're not making the playoffs. Not when you only throw to one wide receiver. And don't tell me things are going to get better when George Kittle comes back because George Kittle hasn't done jack shit this season because George Kittle is overrated. And I wouldn't be stunned at all, Evan, if he's traded this offseason. I don't I wouldn't be stunned at all if George Kittle never finishes uh, his career with the 49ers. I don't think he'd be traded. I don't think anybody would trade for it at this point just because of his injuries. He is uniquely valuable to this offense and we talked about that when he no, got the I don't contract think he is he's not that valuable they look just as crappy without him as they do with him i don't think he's that valuable i think he's overrated because people like him he's funny as hell and he's he breaks a lot of tackles and stuff but he really doesn't do that much he really does i i think he's very good i do think niner fans overrate him a little bit because the truth of the matter is he doesn't run very good routes he's not a polished route runner which is not shocking considering he almost never ran routes in college. Like that's what we always said. We always said Kelsey is a polished receiver playing tight end. George Kittle is an offensive tackle playing tight end who is highly athletic. Once teams adjusted and basically keyed on Kittle, where if Kittle leaves that offensive line area, somebody's shadowing him. He he's been a mostly a non-factor. And we saw that prior to his injury that was he putting up decent numbers? Decent for a tight end, but he wasn't a difference maker. And that's because teams keyed on him and he doesn't run routes smooth enough to get open when he's actually keyed on by the defense. The problem is, and the thing that would allow him to get open again, is having enough of a threat elsewhere to where teams can't just key on him. Teams can't assign somebody to him like we saw, but that's not happening. Kyle Shanahan's last words from his press conference. I have a lot of things to figure out. Yeah, dude, you just had two weeks to figure yeah, stuff out. That, and you didn't yeah. figure you missed your chance, you moron. 
How about this uh, three words from Sulks18 watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Rain beats Jimmy. Now, I don't know if he's yeah. if he's making an excuse or if he's saying all it takes to it beat Jimmy Garoppolo that is should, rain. That but, should read Jimmy beats Jimmy. I mean, he sucks. He sucks. And I'm so tired of having he to is convince people. He's terrible. 16 of 27, 181 yards, one touchdown, two picks, another hideous freaking fumble he lost two or he had two fumbles he lost one of them like i'm a it is unreal that we still have to try and convince people how about this uh, christopher gonzalez kyle fails us that's a good three words for this one if you thought that i thought the torches and pitchforks were out for kyle two weeks ago well man now. they i mean this is well it's not hard even even the casual fan watching games can see this is a poorly coached team like poorly it, it's coached. that bad that even casual fans can see like there's no nuance here you can see it is a team <laughs> not being coached well you use that intentionally didn't you why that word nuance why because of the know. big twitter argument i was in oh never mind all right uh how about this one oh shoot the, the comments are coming in so fast trice watching on the niners nation youtube page another predictable loss i sure as hell predicted it, Levin. I you texted me in the it. first half saying game was over. I'll give you that. Yeah. A little bit before halftime, you texted me, this game's over. I think it's it was it was fact, after man. the uh was it the fun? It was after one of the turnovers. Yeah, because the, the 49ers have no margin for error with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. No margin for error. Ooh, I like this one. Christopher Johnson watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Stats 11. I can't stand this. We've seen this movie before. Six winning seasons in 20 years. The most talent on offense in Shanahan's regime, and here we are. You know what, Chris? That's a really good point. It is the most yeah. talent the 49ers have had on offense, and the offense is the yep. problem. Again, yep. like, what? if there's one area on this team that shouldn't be a problem, it should be Kyle Shanahan, right? Because he's good. He can take even average players and make them good, except now he has good players and he's making them average. There's a really simple way to sum this up. When you are an offensive-minded coach and you're in year five yep, and your offense is still bad – that is a really bad sign of your coaching ability. When you're in year five and the offense is still bad and you're supposed to be the offensive minded guy, it's a problem. Kyle is definitely scared. I see that comment you posted up there. Kyle is scared. And yep. guess what? We were saying that back when we were with the no huddle podcast together. That's true. We were saying that three years ago that Kyle coaches scared all the time. Kyle has always coached scared. Mm -hmm. And I think he has this mentality of, I don't want the offense to be the reason. I really do. I think he has this idea that he doesn't want to go for it on fourth down. No, he wants God to punt forbid. it away. He wants to punt it away and say, defense, give me a stop so I can get the ball back because, boy, I'm such a genius. That next possession, we're scoring a touchdown. Like He, he has a certain amount of uh, arrogance, and the problem is, is as the head coach, that arrogance has gone unchecked to a degree, and it's gotten too big. Like Michael Murphy, clearly your offense is the issue. You need to start thinking outside the box. Michael Murphy watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Three words, smoldering dumpster fire. It's not smoldering, Michael. It is a <laughs> raging inferno right now. It was smoldering during the bye week because they weren't playing. But I mean, every opportunity, they just they've gotten every decision wrong. Levin, every decision they've had to make. They bring back Jason Verrett. He gets hurt. The least surprising thing of all time. He couldn't even make it through a single freaking game. Okay. Yeah, that was criticized in the offseason that they did not bring in other cornerback help. 
Every they were I mean, hoping for health again. By active fair. players. They they don't even have their draft picks active, which means either one, they got the pick wrong and the players are so terrible that they don't deserve to play, or two, they're just they are good enough to play and the 49ers refuse to start them. Like the Brandon Ayuk situation has clearly been handled wrong because even if let's say Ayuk is not practicing as hard as they want or whatever, how they're handling it is clearly not working. Like, what is the decision the 49ers got right? Oh, they found Elijah Mitchell? Big deal. You can find a running back on the side of the road, for God's sakes. Like, they have made a mistake at every single way. Every single decision. I think this coaching staff has a real issue, and it's an old, outdated mentality that you used to – I mean, I remember growing up hearing it all the time. Bill Parcells, I think, was one of the ones that was notorious for hating rookies. He would not rely on a rookie unless yeah. he had no choice. And it was this idea of unless you know the playbook inside and out, I am not playing you. Well, guess what? Sometimes talent is so good that they might not know the playbook inside and out, but they can still be more effective than somebody else that does know the playbook inside and out that is better than a veteran. Because it, it's this mentality of you know what you have in a veteran, you don't know what you have in a rookie. Well, when it's a crappy veteran – what you have is a crappy veteran. Like what, just because you know what it is, doesn't mean anything. But I do think Kyle and this coaching staff, maybe Dubico falls into it. I don't know. Cause Lenore's situation is mind boggling, but they certainly seem to have this very big old, old school mentality of rookies don't play until they know the entire playbook, which doesn't normally happen until year two. And I think it's just, like I said, it's outdated for a reason. Like rookies, have never been as good as they are now. And part of that is the intentional playbook and refing changes that the NFL has instituted to make it easier. You know, it used to be when you came into the NFL, you could get manhandled all the time. You know, offensively, receivers could get their could have hands on you. DBs could put hands on you. And that was a big part of it. Now, a big part of it is just the athleticism and flat-out route running. You know, it's a lot more about athletic ability than it is about technique and ability to be press coverage or ability to do press coverage if you're the DB. And that means rookies are able to contribute a lot better and faster than normal. And we see that. Like, look at Jamar Chase. He literally sat out of football last year. And he's the runaway favorite for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Look at – Justin Jefferson last year, you know, he had a when you got rookie studs, team. you know it, you know right. it, it doesn't, you don't have to finish the whole meal before you realize the food tastes good. It's the same and, and thing with one rookies point, in the NFL. At one point we were arguing on Twitter earlier today about a different part of this, but one point I want to make is sometimes coaches can't see what's in front of them. Some people are more gamers and it's hard. It is harder in practice. I think to show out as a quarterback because the pressure's not necessarily on in the same way because you can't be hit. It, it, I think it's a little slower than game speed. But the Chargers didn't start Herbert, and he went out and had the best rookie season of all time. So Kyle I mean, not starting Lance isn't necessarily Lance isn't good enough. It might be Kyle can't see what the fuck's mm-hmm. on. Mm, sorry, what's in front of him? Man, I'm really going to have the bleep button going tonight when I make this podcast. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so sick of, there's always an excuse for this team. Oh, it's injuries. Oh, it's the weather. Oh, it's raining. Oh, the receiver didn't put his hand. Enough, man. The 49ers are two and four. 
In a game they had to win with their season on the line, they scored 18 points. On a game they had to win last week against Arizona, they scored 10 points. Against the Seattle Seahawks, a game they really needed in the division, they scored 21 points, three touchdowns. That's it. Like, even a game against the Eagles that they won, they scored 17 points. Like, what? This is it's broken here. It is broken. They had two weeks to fix it against the secondary that sucks. And they couldn't even throw the ball down the field. And again, I don't want to hear about the rain because the Colts were chucking it down the field because Frank Reich figured out all we got to do is throw it deep and we're either going to get a flag or maybe we catch it. The first time they threw it deep, they got a catch and a flag, for God's sake. (laughs) Like, it is crazy. By the way, no players have come to the podium yet, which is I'm trying to wait for some quotes from the players and uh, they haven't come yet. And uh, it's I think that hopefully... Somebody is in the locker room screaming at these teams. Like, who's going to do that? Who's going to step up and and take them to task? Doesn't seem like Kyle's doing it, or if it is, it's clearly not working. It's that, falling that on deaf my, ears. That was my initial. When you said the players haven't come out yet, my thought is that's a very, very alarming sign when the coach came out to give his press conference, yet the players stayed back to talk. Like, that. that is – when it's not the coach talking to the team and getting them to rally, the, the coach isn't the leader anymore. Like that's, that's extremely alarming that the players seem to be talking amongst themselves and have allowed the head coach to leave like that. I, I don't know how else to say well, it. Sometimes when, players when, have to do when you're having the, when you're having the come to Jesus talk and the coach isn't part of it, that that's normally a sign of a team that is saying we're going to do it without the coaches. You know what I mean? Like that's the players taking it on their own and saying, regardless of what the coaches want, like that, that that's really concerning to me. I mean, I think that this season is now about Trey Lance. Here's what it comes down to for me, it, Levin. It's when about the two f- things. Well, two hold things. on. Let me just express this, this one thought, and this is why it'll get to Lance. I now, every single snap, expect bad things to happen mm-hmm. for the 49ers. Every single snap. If it's a run, I'm I'm just clenched up, just praying the running back doesn't fumble it. If it's a pass, I'm expecting Jimmy Garoppolo to throw an interception. Every single play. The only time it didn't, it wasn't like that for me this season was against the Cardinals when Trey Lance was playing. Every other time. I just think bad things are going to happen. And I'm sorry. I think that rubs off on the players. I really do. You can't tell me that they go into every, when it's third and, you know, 25 and the Niners have a screen pass called. You think the players are leaving the huddle really psyched? Like, no. And I don't know when it flipped because in 2019, like I couldn't wait for them to call plays because everything was going their way. But now every single snap, I'm just waiting for some, for the this next shoe to drop. That's it. So, one, they call that post-traumatic stress, and that's not, a, <laughs> that's not a joke. That's literally what you're going through. You're literally traumatized by Jimmy Garoppolo, and you have no faith that he's going to do anything, so you always expect the worst. But I don't know if you mean when it flipped in terms of you personally when you started expecting the worst or when it flipped for the team to be affected by it, but I, I think the message was clear. Once they traded up and used three first-round picks – to get Trey Lance, that's not writing on the wall. That's writing in cement. <laughs> right. And that is why, like, we kind of threw it out there, and I don't think it's been quite covered the way it should have been. 
and the way it should be now. But I don't think there's any question. This team should have let Jimmy go, gotten whatever they could in trade, or flat out released him, gone out and got one of the veteran quarterbacks and done it that way so that there's a clear, this is Lance's team. Because I think the locker room is split, and I think that's the ultimate route to all of these issues right now. Maybe not all, but a large majority of them. And honestly, we actually have a little bit of confirmation that that was the plan. Because if you remember, there was a lot of reports that Kyle Shanahan was upset that the Chicago Bears got Andy Dalton because he wanted him. Well, why would he want Andy Dalton? Because he could have gotten a cheaper alternative of Jimmy Garoppolo. Andy Dalton and Jimmy Garoppolo are remarkably similar quarterbacks, in my opinion. And I think that was the plan. Get uh, Dalton cheaper than they had Jimmy, except whatever trade package they could get, even if it was a swapping seventh-round picks thing, to get rid of Jimmy and save a bunch of money and have that clear distinction of this is Lance's team, Dalton is only a stopgap. But that's so stupid. So the problem is... The problem is, is that Kyle compounded the issue because when it didn't happen, when they didn't get Dalton, they weren't able to do that plan. What did he do? Instead of saying whenever Lance is ready, he's going in. And Dude. we hope that's right away. He said, this is Jimmy's team. This is Jimmy's team. This is Jimmy's team. Jimmy's our starter. Well, y- you already sent the message. You can't take it back. They could have trade three first of- round. Right. When you trade three first round picks, the message is sent. So it- it's that double speak again. He's saying, this is Jimmy's team. We believe in him. No, you don't. You've made that clear. You've made that abundantly clear. It falls on deaf ears to everybody, including in that locker room. And I think that is the root issue is that he's trying to talk out of his butt (laughs) by saying this is Jimmy's team and we believe in him. Because when you chase all these quarterbacks and you 100% confirmed it, which I think is the bigger distinction this year, because in the past they kind of denied that they were in on things. They denied that they had preliminary discussions with Brady for a while there. But they confirmed they went hard after Stafford and actually thought they were going to get Stafford. And they confirmed by trading for Lance. And they talked about how, or I guess there were reports that never confirmed it, that they were going after Dalton. Like, it was confirmed this year that they were indeed trying to move on from Jimmy. So you can't then stand up there and say, we believe in Jimmy. Because the locker room knows you don't. And I think that's why Kyle has lost some of his credibility in that locker room. I mean... Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel the calf, but it's not hindering me at all. Then shut up about it, dude. Then shut up about it. You suck. And he was probably asked, which he was asked, but why, why, why are you asking? Like, there's Just so many no. better questions to ask. That's something you can ask on Wednesday. If they wanted to get rid of Jimmy, they could have gotten rid of Jimmy because they could just cut him. They could have just cut him and they would have saved all that money. So I don't want to hear that Kyle Shannon, his real plan was to get Andy Dalton to save money. You wanted to save money, you could have got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo anytime you freaking wanted. Again, I said it again. Could have gotten I, a, like, I, people don't like him. You're going to probably hate this, but they could have gotten Joe Flacco dirt cheap. They could have gotten any any veteran guy. Some like, veteran guy to a come in. guy. Right. Yeah, it's, they've screwed it up every step of the way. And this is where we are now. And people are people are just, they're out for them. There's so many with swears that I can't put up on the screen. How about this one from Michael Murphy? When you say you have a system and it doesn't work, it's not a system. Well, it could still be a system. It's just a, it's just a bad system, frankly. It's I mean, a system that only works when you have Julio. BP, when you keep losing with the same mistakes, then coaching is the issue. Hundred percent agree. That's that. That's the thing too. That's a good point. Like where they keep losing games the same exact way again and again and again. How has nobody else on the staff been like Kyle? We can't keep doing this, man. Like, what? We know this doesn't work. 
anything else we try is better than this. If they tried to punt every time, it'd be better than this because at least maybe they might, the other team might fumble it a bunch of times. Like anything else that you try is better than the thing that you know doesn't work. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Exactly. And Kyle is there. Like maybe it's time to ask. (laughs) It sounds, it, it sounds so weird and I'm not ready to go there yet. But maybe that's just denial. But the only time that Kyle had a dominant offense was when he had a Julio Jones in his prime. No, 2019 they scored. They were second in the league in scoring. I guess that's true. They were second in the league in 2019. I don't don't know. Like, Kyle, I I think it's regression all around. Like, because I've seen people say, how can Kyle be a bad coach? And and they made the Super Bowl with him. Well, Coaches are like players, like I said. Sometimes they regress. Sometimes they get figured out. Sometimes they literally have a screw loose in their head and their ego won't allow them to make the adjustments that they need to make. And I think Kyle's right in there. And that's the point I make. Because a lot of people have said, well, the players aren't executing. We see missed blocks and, and missed tackles and drops. That's not on the coaches. When the entire team is rolled over from previous years <laughs> and they all of a sudden all in unison start making the same mistake or making the same mistakes week in week out right they start not executing well when they were executing in years past that is a 100 percent sign of coach is a problem because you're either the coaching it. the coach player relationship is a problem the players aren't listening to the coaches that that's what that signifies because you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen that's it like those are the only when the 49ers have 12 11 or 12 defensive pass interference penalties this year worst in the league you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen i mean it's everybody it's every defensive back they can't do anything you throw the ball deep they can't do anything they pee down their leg anytime anybody on this team is put in a big spot other than nick bosa they pee down their leg they can't get it done. They don't know what to do. They drop the ball. They they commit a penalty. It's unbelievable. Debo Samuel catches the ball, fumbles. Like, right. it's crazy. I, I don't agree with that comment you have right there. Debo the, Samuel is the only one, one playing, playing with heart. heart. Like, Debo, yeah, he has heart. He always wants to earn the extra yard. But he's not the only one out there playing that way. And let's not pretend like Debo didn't cause two turnovers. Like he fumbled it and he had a ball clang off his hands and go right into the defender's arms that ended the game. Like Debo did not have a good game at all. You can say he had a hundred yards. I don't care. He had two really bad turnovers plus two other plays that one, he telegraphed a screen Two, he dropped the the ball on the screen. And guess what? If I'm not mistaken, he leads the league in drops. Like he's dropped a lot of screen passes. So man. you can't just sit here and say he's the only one playing with heart. No, he's making a lot of mistakes himself. He's also making a lot of plays, but he's making mistakes too. And you can't say that, you know, Trent Williams isn't playing with heart or, uh, or Elijah Mitchell getting back out there isn't playing with heart. Like I, I, I don't get into that. Heart, heart is one of those things. Very, very hard for me to say somebody's not playing with heart. Last year, Richard Sherman was not playing with heart. Like, <laughs> when a guy literally quits on a play, that's when I will say somebody's not playing with heart. But I, I don't believe that just because somebody's doing badly and not executing doesn't mean the heart's not in it. So, all right, Levin, here we are. Two and four. 
Yahoo. Bears coming up next, then Cardinals, Rams, and Jaguars. I mean, I think the 49ers, I'm saying it now, the 49ers are cooked. They are not making the playoffs. They are not doing anything. The only value the 49ers get out of this year is by playing Trey Lance every game and letting him go through all the lumps, all the growing pains, all the stupid interceptions, all the missed reads, all that stuff. Kyle, you just got to swallow it, man, because that's what's best for this team in the long term. I don't think they're going anywhere. Honestly, the, even the Bengals game, the Bengals are really good. They're miles yeah, better than the that, 49ers. That I, don't know. Is good. I don't know how many more wins the 49ers have in them this year. Maybe two. Because they play the Jags and the Texans, mm-hmm. maybe honestly, but I think that's it. They'll win some games. They still have some. No, right? why would they? I, I think this is a six-seven win team. They are broken. It. If it's third and longer than like three, they can't get it. They cannot get it. You know what I want to know, and I don't know how you would easily look this up. What coach has ever kept their job right when they started a? A their career or whatever started with a team with four seasons of double digit losses, which is likely what Kyle Shanahan's headed to. He's going to have four out of five seasons with double digit losses. Has a coach ever started that way and still been employed in year six? I would highly, highly doubt a coach has ever had four double digit losing seasons out of five to start a career and still been a coach of that team. I, I mean, I don't see what change unless they start Lance every game. That's the only thing that could have a real meaningful impact and, and change how this team is playing. Jimmy's not going to stop throwing interceptions. He's not going to stop fumbling the ball. Kyle's shown he's not adjusting the play calling. So what's going to change with this team? Nothing, right. apparently. There's one fundamental thing. It's not how can we improve for this season? It's how can we be set up to win next year? Yep. That's, That's the it. mentality this regime needs to have. Like, Figure the out players, right the coaches, now. Everything. Do you want Brandon Ayuk on this team? Figure it out. If you don't want him, I think that's crazy, but okay. You just have to figure it out because then you can trade him in the offseason. Like, that's what this season is. Ayuk, yes or no. Kittle, can you get a, a deal for Kittle? Do you want Kittle next year? Can you rely on George Kittle? Yes or no. Anybody else on this roster, any single player, are they going to be here next year? Yes or no. If the answer is yes, Put them in a position to try and develop them. If the answer is no, get them the hell off the field. And that's it. That's it for me. That's all I have to say this week. I don't disagree. That, that's all there is to it. Like, uh, I know Tart got hurt. Don't know the severity yet, but he shouldn't be starting anymore. He got benched a couple times, too, for I noticed too. Yeah. He, if he missed a tackle, he got benched for, for a series or so. Yep. Uh, and I think it's time to go to Hufanga permanently. Mine as well. You got to see what he well. has. Tart is Tart is one hundred percent now part of the team's future. We know that because they've had plenty of chances to give him a multi-year deal, yep. deal, and they won't do it. So there's no reason not to play the rookie there. Um, I don't know. There, there's other places like at this point. I don't see the point of not playing Banks. Yep, Aaron Banks in. I would take out McGlinchey, although McGlinchey will probably yeah. be here because they picked up his option. But yeah, they don't they have, don't have a way out of that. I thought Moore did so. pretty good. I thought he was fine. Yeah, I actually did. I, I it made me wonder if <laughs> made me wonder that if you could find somebody to take on McClinch's fifth year after this year. <sighs> Why would anybody want him? I know, but Moore actually looked pretty decent. Uh, that's just a knee jerk reaction. I don't remember a lot of times with the offensive line in games. It's whether or not you remember really bad plays that they had because yeah. it's hard to watch True. them during True. a game. So you. 
we'll have to watch the game film. We'll have to see if people who know offensive line much better than me see things or didn't see things, how well he actually played. But I don't remember ever at one point thinking, God, why does he have to be in? Why did Trent Williams have to be hurt? Right. Just the fact that like with McGlinchey, we can immediately point to multiple plays every game. <laughs> like that's an improvement. Like the Jimmy fumble. Seen. When Jimmy fumbled, did you see what McGlinchey was doing? Probably turning around and running back towards the guy that had gone past him. <laughs> oh, no, he was just standing there. He'd already given up on the play. I mean, the whole he literally team. his quarterback is surrounded and about to get hit. And McGlinchey's standing there watching. And then Jimmy fumbles it. And McGlinchey stands there and watches because he was too far away at that point because he had it, stopped playing. It's a joke, man. The team is a joke right now. It is pathetic. And they're doing this to us as fans again. And we just have to sit there and watch this dreck week after week. And I give a lot of credit to the fans because there were a lot of people that stayed in that game. And I think they stayed to boo. And if you did, <laughs> I'm here for that. I support <laughs> you. Shout out to you because that is awesome. And that's it now. Like uh, Grant Cohen actually retweeted Jed York's tweet from 2014 when he said like this performance was unacceptable. And like, mm. I almost thought that Jed had done it again because I fully would have expected him <laughs> to do it. Well, you saw me tweet it. I know. I think you liked it. I don't remember if you retweeted it when I tweeted at Grant to please keep an eye on Jed and see if he leaves, leaves yeah. this game early. <laughs> so it was a legitimate like that, that's, that's going to start again. The game, the game was so badly played mm-hmm. that you could see the owner walking out in disgust. But the leaks uh, are going to start again, Levin. You know what the worst part of all this is? Not only are the Niners bad, but Green Bay is really good. The Cowboys are really good. The Raiders are really good. It's like, this is nightmare season. All the teams I don't like are really good, and all and the Niners are falling flat on their face. Well, and here's the other frustrating thing, right? Look at the other teams in the NFC. How did they do today? Well, the Bears got whooped yeah. by the Buccaneers, right? Like, other things in the NFC kind of felt the Panthers got whooped by the Giants. Like if the 49ers could have won this game, that they, they would have like had a shot to make the playoffs. Now they don't. And the leaks are going to start again, Levin. That crap is all going to start again because the 49ers are not winning. Jed stopped leaking stuff to the media because Kyle, he needed to hire a head coach and Kyle made him stop. And then they got the quarterback and they kind of won. Who does then- Jed York, Jed York leak it to? Cause the whole, all of the media Mortensen, other than maybe Grant, Grant Cohen, Schefter, he leaks it to the national guys. I think that's true. I was going to say, all all the local guys are in Kyle's back pocket. Right. When Clayton was there, he got some of the stuff too. Like, I worked at ESPN. John Clayton was telling me things about the 49ers that were coming from Jed York. And one of them was, the players hate Jim Harbaugh. And I think we saw that by the time that Jim Harbaugh left, they kind of did. Yeah, he's built for college. Four right. years, and then you're done with him because after four years, you want to strangle him because he's like a petulant child with his demeanor. That's it, man. I'm done. I got to I gotta put together 49ers and five, which is just going to be a festival for me, let me tell you. But anyway, everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. I know you might not feel like doing it right now, but I promise you we will make it worth your while. You've been doing a great job so far. We appreciate all the ratings, all the reviews. Please keep them coming. 
And uh, let's hope this season gets turned around. Levin, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. If you missed any of this pod and you want to catch it tomorrow, it will be there waiting for you. You can listen to any parts that you missed or rewatch the whole thing if you want to relive this misery. But Levin, thank you very much. Thanks to everybody watching. We appreciate it. And God help us. Let's hope Trey Lance starts next week. <laughs>